You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One of my most, you know, preferred passages in the Bible. We'll look at it before we go into our study. First uh, Chronicles 29. I, I love it so much. It's eye-opening. It's, um, it, it will define... It will help define your world view, you know, as a Christian. And it also helped me understand the life of the man called David. You know, when you see this, you begin to see what informed the way he lived. First Chronicles 29 from verse 10. He says, Therefore David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel. Our Father, forever and ever. 11, he says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. He says, Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. Praise the Lord. Verse 12, let's read 12 together. He says, Both riches... And honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Let's read that again. It said, both riches and honor come from who? He said, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great. And to give strength to all. Now that informs verse 13. It says, now therefore our God, we thank you. Praise the Lord. The psalmist says, sing ye praises with understanding. When we come and we are thanking God, it's not because it's fixed as uh, last Sunday of the month. It's because we know that he is the one who keeps us. The one who will make us great is, is the one. The one who will preserve us is the one. The one who will take us out is the one. In his hand is power and might. The one who will deliver us, he is the one. Nobody is coming from anywhere. He is the one almighty. He is the alpha, he is the omega. He is the beginning, he is the end. He is the creator and the maintainer. Praise the Lord. He is God. This, the, the psalmist says, now therefore, based on this understanding, praise the Lord. He says, greatness, power, all of them belongs to you. And, and when David talks about greatness, then you must appreciate greatness. And when he talks about victory, then you must appreciate victory. This is a man, have you seen a lion before? We've seen lions on television. Have you been in a real life proximity with a lion? They are not dogs, so. they are not big dogs. <laughs> praise the Lord. No, they're not big dogs. They're something else. This is a man that has defeated a lion, defeated a bear, defeated a giant. Hallelujah. Have you seen a giant before? We took a picture with uh, uh, Charles Nicholas last Sunday. And we're looking like midgets. And he's not a giant. Praise the Lord. So when David talks about the CV of Jehovah, you know he knows what he's talking about. Praise the Lord. So can we put our hands together? And just celebrate this one. In whose hands is power, might, the one that is able to make great. He heals all diseases. 
He delivers from all afflictions. He turns around every judgment. He restrains every wicked tempest. He is our God. He is mighty to save, mighty to deliver, mighty to bless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In a moment, he does something that takes centuries. That's how he would deliver Nigeria. We'll wake up one morning and it's a new nation. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's our God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, okay, for, for the past couple of weeks, we, we've been trying to get more of the Holy Spirit. And um, just like uh, Mom Chi did in her song, we just can't get enough of him. How many are enjoying their relationship with the Holy Spirit? How many are just drinking of him? He promised us that if any man thirst, let him come to him and what? And drink. And he says, out of our belly shall what? flow rivers of living water. I believe and trust you're experiencing that already in the name of Jesus. And last Sunday we looked at... Um, we began to look at some of the things the Holy Spirit likes. And we saw that the Holy Spirit likes it when we are separated. Praise the Lord. He likes it when we are in joy. And that's why we keep an atmosphere of joy no matter what goes on. No matter the news we hear, we joy in the Lord. Hallelujah. We keep an atmosphere of joy. He likes it. We also know that one of the main, in fact, not one of the main things the Holy Spirit is here to do is to glorify Jesus. So anybody saying the Holy Spirit cannot go contrary to who and what Jesus is about. Praise the Lord. And then finally last Sunday we saw that the Holy Spirit loves unity. Where there is harmony, where there is oneness, the Holy Spirit shows up. And we saw in Acts chapter 2 how the Bible told us when the disciples were in two, when they met two conditions, they were in one place and they were in one Accord. I like the way um, Deacon Ray put it. He said the vehicle, they went with the vehicle one accord and arrived in one place. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's not the way he said it, but that's the way he came across. Okay. So they went with one accord and were in one place and the Holy Spirit showed up. And we saw in Psalm 133 what the Bible said. It said, uh, I think it was Yaruvi or the Living Bible. It says, for harmony is as precious as the anointing oil. Where there is harmony, there is value. Praise the Lord. Where there is harmony, there is value. Okay? The Lord commands his blessings there. That's where he commands his blessings. How many of us want that blessing upon us? Upon our families, upon our homes, upon everything concerning us. And upon the church of Christ. Praise the Lord. So we receive the grace to live and work in harmony in the name of Jesus Christ. And on Wednesday, uh, I want to please beg you, if you were not in church, I know I, lo- I always say this, and I say because I love you. Okay, praise the Lord. How many of us know I love them here? You know I love you. Now, the reason I want you to listen to Wednesday's message is that you need to listen to it so that you don't miss the flow. You don't truncate the teaching. You see, spiritual principles are line upon line. Precept upon precept. It's like mathematics. If you miss one formula, you can never solve the equation finally. No matter how brilliant you are, because something essential has gone off. So if you're a member of the Father's Church, please, even if you don't attend physically, and um, you're not able to join online during the service, avail yourself of the opportunity to 
you know, of, of getting it on Facebook, uh, YouTube, MixLR, <clears throat> or you get the CD after service and listen to the message. It is necessary for you to do that. Praise the Lord, somebody. And on Wednesday, we looked at unity and we tried to understand what unity is about. Uh, why we do some of these things is that if you really want to obey God, and you really want to take God seriously. There are some things you don't take at face value. Okay, which is part of what we are going to touch today. But one of the, we dealt with unity. And we saw that unity does not mean we have to be alike. Unity does not even mean we have to um, operate, unquote, in the same direction. Okay, unity does not imply all of that. It's not uniformity and it's not conformity. We saw that unity is about a singular objective. To make Jesus Christ Lord. There is a kingdom we belong to. Praise the Lord. And that kingdom is the kingdom of our God and his Christ. So unity means you are pursuing the kingdom. I'm pursuing the kingdom. We cannot be out of sync. You might be coming from a different angle. It's like when, how many of us have had policemen at checkpoint just hold us down and want to collect money? Well, I don't need to add one to collect money. They hold you down and want to give you lunch. Is that possible? So you know what they hold you down to do. Praise the Lord. When they hold you at that checkpoint, you know the four policemen or five behave differently. There is one that is making noise. There is one that is harassed. There is one that is sitting like a gentleman. There is one that is very quiet and you think he's on your side. The one you go to finally complain to. When you finally complain to him, he will now listen to you. What he ends up advising is what? Bring money. They are united, but they operate in different ways. That's the way unity is. So we even, <laughs> it's called unity of the spirit. They're not saying the same thing, but they're going the same direction. So this person say, no, go, go. Ha, the other person says, I see, na, na gentleman, allow and make it go. But that allow and make it go, he say, find or get something. You can't go there with, they must get money from you. That's how unity of praise. So we don't have to come and be saying the same thing. I just want us to understand that so that you don't think you're out of, as long as we are seeking to advance the kingdom of our God. Overall, one of the major things that defeats unity in the church and anywhere is selfishness, which I, I pray we're able to touch today. Once you remove self out of it, then you can almost be sure you're walking in unity. Once you're not trying to pursue your interest. And we, we touched a very dicey you know, aspect of it, which you need to listen to the message to get the fujis. But it, 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 we touched on correction. On correction or rebuke or, you know, something that is popular in our time, you know, where people say, uh, um, um, you know, maybe uh, a, a leader in the church, a known leader in the church does something or is accused of doing something wrong. And people are saying, I stand with him, I stand with him. And we say it's dangerous to stand anywhere except Christ. Even Jesus, when he came to deliver the nation of Israel and help them in the battle for Jericho, did he say I'm on their side? No, he said, I come as the commander of the armies of the living God. He was not on Joshua's side. Everybody has to be on his side. And if you're not on his side, you're out of sync. So even if I or the bishop or the general overseer or whoever it is, once he steps out of Jesus' side, you don't, you're not in unity with him. Or rather, you're not obliged to be in unity with him. Unity is with Jesus. Anybody that goes out, your responsibility is to pray him back. Are you hearing me? Don't go from here. God forbid, by the grace of God, he will keep me standing. He'll keep me strong until the end. 
But if God forbid some don't say I stand with my pastor. No, you stand with truth. Because we cause shipwreck of the faith of many unbelievers. Many people will not come to church because of what a lot of us are saying. Are you hearing me? I'm not saying, if you don't want to say anything, don't say. But don't say I stand with. Meaning what? You call that unity, I'm covering. No, read the Bible. David committed adultery. Who told us? Eh? Is it the Muslims that told us? It's God that told us. And we saw in the Bible, that's why I say, please get this message so we don't. We saw in the Bible, Paul the Apostle rebuked Peter and Barnabas openly. What unity are you talking about by covering iniquity? He said to them, you're playing, the, you're, playing you're, you're, you're being hypocritical. Openly, we're reading it. Does it diminish the ministry of Peter? No. Did Peter fight Paul? No. Because Peter wants the kingdom to advance. Once the correction came, Peter knew, oh, thank God, I was missing it. My brother corrected me. Definitely, there'll be some deflation of ego. But who wants his ego at all? I don't even want my ego. Why should I want to keep it? When the master and following the Bible said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God, did what? Humbled himself. Now, God humbled himself to become Jesus. I have been lifted to become a son of God. Why should I find it a problem identifying with where I'm coming from? Praise the Lord. So, so please, anyway, just, just so we, we don't waste time. And finally, for some of us also, very important, this has destroyed a lot of marriages. Unity in marriage is not unity in iniquity. Uh, you see, the, the Bible, God loves, somebody say God loves me. And God loves us. The Bible is so clear with instances. I don't know where this deception comes. Your husband is doing 419. If you can't report him to police, report him to the pastor, report him to someone who will check him. Why? Ananias and Sapphira, they got their destiny. Why? Because they were united in corruption. What are you talking? Unity is not agreement. Uni- ask yourself, just ask yourself now, what am I united in? You understand? You don't just unite. Are you getting me? That's why the Bible says unity of the spirit. If you read that Ephesians 4 and then another place say unity of the faith. It never talks unity. Ah, we have to be one. Are you a kidnappers are one? Four or nine people are one. That's not unity. And I ask myself, if only they were not one. If the wife came in and said to the apostle, I told this man, let's not do this thing. I told this man, do you know they would have prayed for the man to come back? Please bring back my husband. But when she came, say we're in unity. And that was the close of the business. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. So the Holy Spirit loves unity and it's unity of the Spirit. And because it's unity of the Spirit, it's possible. Why I'm taking time to do that is if people don't understand this, it will confuse them. So must I agree with everything that is going on here? You don't have to agree. But just be sure that you are in line with the Spirit. So, you know, humility is very important. Because pride goes before you fall. It's so easy to think you're the one that is right. But just understand that as you desire, okay, that unity is first to the Spirit. And then it makes you join with as many as are what? Like-minded. In fact, the two ladies that were quarreling in the Bible, Paul said, please try and be of the same mind. He didn't even say like yourself. He said, I implore you, Itika and what, uh, sin, whatever. He said, be of the same mind. Understand what this is about. And what will help you also appreciate unity is that the, the fact, the, the, the thing that makes us so need unity is that 
our enemy is united against us. Praise the Lord. No, you didn't get that. I said our enemy is what? United against us. He doesn't care what is going on in between. He just wants to destroy us. And, and the way the Lord ministered it to me, he said, if we know, if we as you know, people of God know how much the enemy wants us down, we will unite. So in the case of even the fallen leaders and all of that, or you know, just Christians who make mistakes and fall, and, and there's provision that a Christian leader makes, you know, commits or falls into, it's not the end of his life. He said the righteous shall fall how many times? So the problem is, there is a pattern, the unity of the spirit. Okay, let me explain this for someone who might be, but it's going to be a long service because I haven't started. Let, let me just explain this. If a Christian leader falls, praise the Lord, and the, I'm trying to explain unity of the spirit. So you don't leave here and thinking that this man is heartless. No, because I'm also a man. The Bible says, consider yourself lest you also be overtaken. If a Christian leader falls and they accuse him and he doesn't say anything and goes into his closet and makes peace with God and repents and cries to God and, you know, if he must now say something publicly, he say, please, brethren, I'm sorry I was overtaken. I fell. Pray for me. You know what happens? At that time, the devil's hands are broken. He can't do anything again. That's the way. You see, confess your faults one to another. That what will happen? That you may be healed. Once there is confession, there is healing. The reason we have a problem is that they catch them, koro koro, and then they open their eye. And tell you anybody who tries the anointing on me. By that time, he's no longer Jesus' side. You understand? It's no longer they are no longer on Jesus' side. Satan has taken over. You can't stand there. You stand where you are from afar, and you're praying. So unity of the spirit doesn't mean you abandon. No, the, I, I, we, we, there was one man, you know, that we were so so in love with, an, an American preacher, and they accused the man of doing something. The first time I heard it, my heart broke, and I argued with everybody that was there. It's not possible because the way the man was denying. Brother, sister, after that time, I couldn't look at the man again. How can you, the same mouth you used to preach the gospel, deny something you know that is so true? Then after a couple of months, they said they were settling, you know, privately, begging the boys or whatever to keep quiet. I said, so you were lying and I was busy fighting unbelievers for your sake. You understand? If you, you just, if you didn't even say anything, and then when you had pray for confidence, it will solve the matter. Are we getting what I'm talking about? So the, the pattern of the spirit, we don't belong to a God who is unjust. We don't, belong, we don't have a high priest who is not touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He was tempted. He knows what it means to be a man. He knows men can fall. He knows women can fall. He knows human beings have weak. As long as we're on this side, that's why your brand new car comes to spare tire. I get what I'm saying. The moment they produce a car, no matter how good that car is, they produce the spare parts. What about God who made human beings? He makes provision for washing, for washing, for washing. But when you are stained and you refuse to wash, what can he do? If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Is, are we clear on that matter now? Praise the Lord. Okay. So the Holy Spirit loves unity and uh, by the grace of God, we'll walk in unity this uh, afternoon by four o'clock. 
I want to please beg you, if you're a member of this church, please come. We, we just want to have fellowship. Okay, we just want to have fellowship, okay? So nobody's preaching. We'll get to know one another. We talk to one another. And if there are areas of, you know, uh, unique clarification, maybe publicly, privately, however, we, we deal with them so that we can know that we are forging on as one body in Christ in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Oh, okay, come with me to Matthew 14. And we'll try and see what we can do with our time. Matthew chapter 14. I'll read verse 13 to 21. Matthew 14, 13. When Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, This is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, We have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, Bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven... He blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitudes, so they all ate and were filled, and they took up twelve baskets full of the fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about five thousand men, besides women and children. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. We refer to Psalm 23 where it says, The anointing is like the precious oil. I want this morning to quickly, you know, help us see how we can get more of the Holy Ghost. How many of us want more of the Holy Ghost? I know we want more, and our sister already prayed that as while she was praying today. We, we want more of the Holy Ghost. I want more of the Holy Ghost. I, I know we want more of the Holy Ghost. And having understood unity, separation, sanctification, the glory of Jesus, we want to see uh, some, something here from the Word of God. And we're going to see it and pick it up from this text and we're able to deal with it as the Lord will help us. Our text begins by saying when Jesus heard it. What did Jesus hear in this text? What he heard was that John the Baptist had been beheaded. It was after they had beheaded John the Baptist so they came and gave him the information. And when the information came to him, the Bible says he departed from there by a boat to a deserted place by himself. What did he, do we think he went to do by that move? He went to commune with the Father. He went to strengthen himself. He went to encourage himself. He went to, you know, just mourn his cousin. John the Baptist was his blood cousin. Okay? And the next line says, But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude. This is a man who wants, you know, time to rest. Time to mourn his loss. But a great multitude followed him. And what happened? He says he was moved with what? Compassion for them. And even in that circumstance, he began to what? Heal their sick. Praise the Lord. He began to heal their sick. So all of a sudden, his own issues were put on the side and he began to minister to the multitude. When it was now evening, his disciples came to him and said to him, This is a deserted place and the hour is already late. He said, send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. 
So what had happened here was he had gotten some for by reason of the excitement and the interesting things that were happening. These people forgot to go and sort themselves out. So the disciples, observing what was going on, came to Jesus and said, Master, let's dismiss this gathering. It's getting a bit uh, late and there's no food in this place. But Jesus, in verse 16, said to the disciples, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. Let's read it. They do not need to go away. You what? Give them something to eat. And they said to him, Master, I'm putting it, we have here only five loaves and two fish. Master, we have here only five loaves and two fish. So why should we, how can we, from where do we? Do you understand? So some, some other accounts tell us 200 denarii worth of loaf is not enough. Even if you commission Gigi and Queen Mom's uh, bakery, you know, it will not be enough. H- how do we do this? And the best thing to do is to do what? To send them away. Let them go and find something to eat. Jesus said no. The master said no. He commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And what did he do? He took what they had. The five loaves and two fish. And looking up to heaven. Let me say looking up to heaven. Looking up to heaven. He blessed and broke it. And gave the loaves. The five loaves. And the two fish. To the disciples. And the disciples gave the five loaves and the two fish to the multitudes. And verse 20 says what? 20. What does 20 say? Let me hear you. So they all what? And we are filled. The five loaves and two fish is what all of them ate. Okay? And we have, no, it's the five loaves and two fish. We haven't seen any other figure now. Let's follow it. So it says, so they all ate and were filled with the five loaves and two fish. Had it not been that the Bible, you know, the, the Holy Spirit is such a wonder. If the Holy Spirit didn't tell us what was left over, you see, there are many things that we could imagine. That's why I made, I made reference. They ate the five loaves and two fish. But when we now see that there were how many? Twelve baskets left over. Then we begin to see that what they ate was not just the five loaves. They ate more than that, Abby. Because the remainder has to be more than a bit of mathematics, Abby. So it had to be more. Whatever it was, they had more than twelve loaves. Okay? It says, and they had twelve baskets full of the fragments that remained. I want us to see a principle in scripture here, which I want you to begin to apply. In Ephesians that we looked at last Sunday and I believe on Wednesday, the Bible says in verse 16 of Ephesians chapter 4, it starts from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what? What every joint supplies. Let me say what every joint supplies. He goes on to say, according to the effective working, by which how? Every part does the share. So every joint supplies and every part does what? A share. By that two process, what happens? It says growth happens in the body. Somebody say, I must be a part of it. In the name of Jesus. Now before we leave that again, see, it says, it is every joint, not some joints. Praise the Lord. It is what? Every joint. A few Sundays ago, I told you here that the pastor and the choir and the people you see standing in the ushers are not the most critical persons in this ministry. The most critical persons are you. Praise the Lord. It is you because number one, you're more than the people who are here. 
Okay? But it says it's every joint and it's what? Every part. And if this joint does not supply and if this part does not do its share, what is going to happen to the body? The body is not going anywhere. Praise the Lord. However, what happens is this. Oftentimes, we find ourselves in situations like these disciples. These disciples were the first. Well, I don't know who, but I believe Jesus knew the need. But these disciples descend the need. Didn't they descend the need? There were the ones, in one case, Jesus asked uh, Philip, what do we do? But in this account, they came to Jesus and said to him, let us send this people away. They sensed that hunger was coming and there was going to be a problem. So they came to Jesus and said, I think we think the best thing to do in this scenario is what? To send them away. So they go and find food. Okay. Now remember it's every joint and every part. Okay. When they met Jesus, Jesus said to them what? They do not need to what? Go away. Now can I make an announcement here? Do you know that by reason of the Holy Spirit, if he is who you say he is, and he is who you say he is, are more than that. I, did, did, I, did I come? I said if he is who you say he is, he is our helper, he is our comforter, he is our advocate, he is our intercessor, he is our teacher. In conclusion, he is our advantage. He's the one who is more expedient for us than Jesus. If the Holy Spirit is who you say he is, and he's more than that, every need that you're sensed, you're enabled to identify, you have a responsibility to meet. Praise the Lord. When these disciples came to Jesus, they saw the need. And the they, they, they were not wicked. They, they, were, they, they had some level of compassion. Maybe not at the level of our Lord Jesus. And they looked at their resources. It was because their resources were inadequate that made them come with the suggestion, isn't it? They said, now because we don't have enough food for these people, let's send them away so they find food for themselves. But when they got to the master, the master said they do not need to go away. And he turned the table and said, you... Give them what? Something to eat. This morning as you've come to church, the Lord is saying to you, sirs, mas, brothers and sisters, friends and family, the Lord is saying to you, you do not need to send that person away. You, need not, you do not need to avoid that situation. In fact, you don't even need to make an excuse anymore. Why? It says you solve that problem. Come, somebody say amen. Somebody say I'm able in the name of Jesus. Now, now, what we, I want you to see here, I want to take a break. I've been attending medical school, so we're going to medicine now, okay? How many of us know what is called adrenaline? Adrenaline, okay. Adrenaline is some chemical in your body, okay? Some, something, you know, chemical in your body. That the body produces, I don't know whether it produces or releases, or supplies to your body in moments of unusual need. Are you with me? Now, what this chemical does is that it makes you not to be your normal self. Okay? In, in conclusion, if I were to start from the conclusion of what it does, it makes you a superman. Praise the Lord. It makes you a superman. Let, let me try and give you details so, so you can understand. The, the adrenaline does in those moments of need it sends extra blood more blood 
to your muscles. Not all the muscles. It doesn't send to your digestive muscles. It sends to your major muscles that you need to be an incredible hog. And in that moment, you're able, those muscles that couldn't lift 50 kg can lift possibly 500 kg. Why? Because adrenaline has what? Shot in. Adrenaline also opens your air passages and allows extra oxygen to access, you know, your blood vessels, giving you more energy, okay, than you could have had. So, you, you have more blood in those critical muscles and then there's more energy, which means more combustion. It's like you having your uh, uh, 2.0 liter car or 1.3 liter car all of a sudden become a 6 liter vehicle. You know what is going to happen? Zoom! Something happens and the car tears up. That's what adrenaline does. Another thing it does is that it gives you in those moments, it gives you superhuman pain resistance. How many have seen or experienced cases where in some moment of danger or chaos you were hurt, but you didn't know until you got home? <laughs> Adrenaline shorts your sensitivity to pain so that you don't feel the pain at that moment. Why? Because there is a business to do. Adrenaline also helps your vision. I like this. It says it causes your pupils to dilate. And when it dilates, it allows more light and then you have more vision. So all of a sudden from seeing like a man, you begin to see like an eagle. You have eagle's eye vision. Okay, that's what adrenaline does. Adrenaline also does this interesting one. It says it silences that part of you that says, I can't do this. Is someone hearing me? This is biology we're still talking about. So adrenaline is what makes a mother... Who has a car, maybe in an accident situation, who has a part of the car leaning on the child, look at the car and go to make effort to leave the car. Ordinarily, the woman won't go there. She'll just be crying. Hey, Wuchimo. Do you get what I'm saying? But where adrenaline has been released, the woman does not hear that voice. Something makes her think she can. And actually, when she goes there, she's able, by reason of the flow of adrenaline, to lift up that weight. Finally, Okay, it pumps up even your immune system. So in that moment, okay, COVID-19 and COVID-21, all of them, you know, he shuts it out and is not able to come to you. Somebody say, give me some adrenaline, isn't it? Do you know where I read up all these things? They were advertising for, for sky jumping. When I got to there, I said, this is oh, they mad. So, so they, 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 they put all these things so that you can now come and go to the plane and jump and have some adrenaline rush. Anyway, let's leave their matter. Praise the Lord. But the Spirit of the Lord said to me, Tell them what adrenaline is to the human body, the Holy Spirit is to your spiritual calling. Your position in the Spirit is dependent on how much of the Holy Spirit you allow. So when our Lord Jesus said to the disciples, you give them something to eat, he was creating a channel for them to do what? To allow the Holy Ghost adrenaline to come in. Notice Jesus blessed five loaves and two fish. The Bible is clear. He blessed how many? Five loaves and two fish. It was when he got into the hands of the disciples that something began to happen. Why? Because by reason of the Holy Spirit you carry, you are a walking miracle center. Somebody say amen. amen. But you see, the Bible says concerning our Lord Jesus in Acts 10.30, it says how God anointed 
Jesus. Notice there for Bible scholars who are here. Anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the man. <laughs> Anointed, uh, whose name should I? ID of Aquibon. Eh? With the Holy Ghost and what? With power. I want you to say something else again. Are you in church this morning? Anointed with what? The Holy Ghost. And. Uh, okay, we're going to say something. You are born again. I am born again. The moment we're born again, we have the Holy Spirit. And in this season, we have been getting more of the Holy Spirit. Okay? But the Holy Spirit is in us. Does not mean power is flowing from us. Anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. You know why with power was there? Because he went about doing. If he was not doing, the Holy Ghost would be only potential energy. Is somebody hearing me? The adrenaline we are talking about, you have it. When you are lying down on the bed for eight hours, it's there. And that moment, you can't lift up a cup of tea. But where the need comes, if the ceiling begins to fall, all of a sudden, the adrenaline comes up. And you are able to hold it like uh, Atlas. It's Atlas that held the world from falling, Abby. You are able to hold it from Atlas. What happened? A need had come. The, the, the Lord said, tell them. He says, because Jesus went about doing good and healing, power now had to be flowing. The Holy Spirit had to produce power. When the disciples were said to go and give them something to eat, the Holy Spirit kicked in and said, a miracle is needed here, I will manifest. Child of God, if you don't create channels for the Holy Spirit to manifest, you will only have the Holy Spirit, you will not have power. Many times, you and I have excused ourselves from the experiences of the manifestation of God's power in our lives. Because we say we cannot do it. And when you say I cannot do it, you're telling the simple truth. But the Bible now says to us, we cannot do it, but we can do all things through what? Who what? Who empowers us? That's what it's about. So when, when these disciples came with their situation, Jesus said, experience the power. That's what he said in essence. He said, experience the power. Come, come and experience what it means to have the Holy Ghost flow through you. So instead of excuses, he said, place yourself in that situation and allow the Lord look at you as the vessel through whom we will, well, he will pass. How many of us have found ourselves in a situation and came out and couldn't believe it was you? Because at that moment, you couldn't dodge. They called you in that, in that environment. They see you carrying Bible, passed everywhere. Then some demon poss- possess- uh, possession case came up. And they thought, who, the, who they call? Who do they call? They said, ah, ah, there's this brother that is only, always carrying Bible. When they called you, you came with fear and trepidation, but you couldn't run. All of a sudden, at that moment, you know what happens? The same way for the natural man, adrenaline flows through. When you create yourself and find that avenue, what happens is the same way the Holy Spirit generates power. You know why? Because he is always looking to glorify Jesus. What does it mean to glorify? To do the same things Jesus would do. So when Jesus said, let's not send them away, you give them. He said, let the power of God flow through you. How many here are saying, I want the power? The power is not for your pocket. No, it's not for pocket. They don't put the Holy Ghost in the pocket. They release him. 
Psalm 133 says it is the anoint, like the anointing upon the head of what? Aaron. And what does it do? It flows. The anointing flows. The anointing flows. It's not block that you lay. It flows. So you have the anointing, sir. You have the anointing, man. You can, even our little children, they do carry the anointing. If you take that anointing and watch Disney and watch Cartoon Network, the anointing will just lay dormant. But if a situation arises and you say, Mommy and Daddy, well, I don't understand this problem. You people always get argue. I bind that spirit of argument. That devil will flee like nothing because at that moment, that child becomes a channel for the release of Holy Ghost power in that situation. But if he doesn't, the Holy Spirit, who is a gentleman, will also not move. Because I said, we want more. He said, look for more opportunities. Look for more opportunities. And he said, the mercy of God, the mercy of God is that, you know, he, he throws some of these things at you. He throws some of these things at you. Peter and James, what happened? I don't know the history. I don't know how come that man was able to avoid our Lord Jesus throughout his ministry. I don't know how come he was able to avoid uh, uh, Joseph of Arimathea and the rest of the big people that could have given him money. Brokered Peter and James. That he now saw. And, and has, has someone begged you money in a way that it was embarrassing for you not to respond? But I've developed thick thing now. You know, many years ago, somebody, a well-dressed woman met Momichi at the Hilton. I was trying to obtain about 20000 25000 you know, I can't remember them. And she just had to give the woman because the, the woman was just so articulate at the begging. And it would, it would imply, uh, how can I be looking like this and not be able to help? You know, these 409 people that tell you they are plane ticket, whatever, whatever. Anyway, the begging was in such a way that Peter could not just walk by. Peter had to respond. That's why he explained himself. He said, silver and gold I do not have. You don't explain to beggar. You ignore him. Am I right? You ignore them. But the, the situation for them that there was so much that they had to explain. They say silver and gold. Then all of a sudden they say, I have something. We have something. Say, now, now we, we have the name of Jesus. In the name, and the moment they did that, the power of the Holy Ghost did do moved. Why? Because they created a channel. Child of God, you have the Holy Ghost. He is indwelling you. Praise the Lord. You are full of the Holy Ghost. He lives in you. But power will only manifest where there is a challenge. Where there is a need. That's why, you see, you must as a believer take this whole thing seriously. You know, you, you come to church and, and uh, maybe, maybe what, what will be the situation now? Maybe, uh, uh, let, let me use, what can I use as my experience? You know, you have, you have a situation in your life that is just embarrassing you, okay? Maybe you eat too much. You eat too much. Or maybe, um, maybe you're, you're quick-tempered. Or maybe you have an unforgiving spirit. And when you hear a message on that in church, don't just feel bad. Are you hearing me? Go to the Lord. In prayer, kneel down. Say to him, you've given me your Holy Spirit. Now, by reason of the power of your Holy Spirit that I carry, I receive power to function in this area of my weakness. So completely different from me. You see, what did Jesus answer Paul when he was praying concerning his infirmity? What did he say to him? He didn't remove him. Well, he said to him, he said, my strength 
is what made perfect in what your weaknesses. Then Paul says, Ah, when I understood that, I now saw that I should what glory in my infirmities. Why does he glory in his infirmities? Because anywhere he's infirm, is no longer Paul that is walking. The Holy Ghost comes, so it's better. So it's better. So there's a better Paul where Paul naturally is weak, because where he's not weak is Paul that operates. But in his weakness, the power of the Holy Ghost flows. So he says, that one is now better. So I go about. So when Paul was going to bring his CV as an apostle, Paul didn't tell us how many dead people he raised. He didn't tell us how many blind eyes he opened. What Paul was telling us was in stripes, more often. He says, a day and a night in the sea. Swam, you know, how many kilometers, you know, in fastings often, in, in hungry and open. Uh, beating with stripes. What was he doing? He was trying to say, listen man, that is where the real day is. Because it, where, where I'm strong, the Holy Ghost is withdrawn. But where I'm weak, the Holy Ghost manifests. Who won't be a Christian if they understand this thing? Who won't be born again if you have such a God? Who says, I will be with you? He said to Jesus, the, he said of Jesus, anointed Jesus of Nazareth with what? Holy Ghost and with power. So everywhere he went, he wanted to do good. And because he wanted to do good, power was released to enable him to do good. What do you want to do, sir? What do you want to do, man? What do you really want to do? Because if you really want to do it, and it's a good thing, then the Holy Spirit will back you up. Jesus commissioned this way. He said, we are not doing the sending away today. We are doing the feeding today. And they were watching him. He said, make them sit down. They sat down. And when they sat down, he said, okay. He took the bread and and fish. You know, there's no detail that is unnecessary in the Bible. We already know that. And the Bible said, he looked up to heaven. Our Father which art in heaven. What? Hallowed be thy name. That's what it is. Every situation you are in, sir, man. Can you seek and desire that his name be glorified? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now I'm reminded about um, the young lady that won the competition last night. What did she do? What did she do? She placed a demand on the Holy Ghost. That's what she did. And the Holy Spirit said, I will get you voters. I will get, she placed a demand. That's what it is. That's simply, that's Christianity. You place a demand. You boast in his name. You stand and say, no, no, I will not allow this. I'm a Christian. You don't have the power yourself. But you have the Holy Ghost. And when you expose yourself, the power comes. The Holy Ghost, you know, Holy Spirit, please forgive me if I'm wrong. But he's not potential energy. He's kinetic energy. I should come again. I'm coming. (laughs) I said the Holy Spirit should forgive me to call him energy. But it's not potential. Or maybe if it's potential, we see the kinetic. So there are many Christians, 40 years, they have the Holy Spirit. But nothing happens because the moment they see someone with headache, they recommend Panadol. They see somebody who doesn't have money. They say, even me, I don't have money. I don't have money. Ah, This country has finished. They see somebody who is depressed. They say, if I tell you my own problem, man. In fact, let's cry, cry together. You're, 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 not, you're, not, you're not demanding anything of the Holy Ghost. Let me see your hands. Just wave your hands to me. 
Everybody, wave your hand. Didn't the Bible say you shall have, in the last six months, how many people have you laid hands on? Okay, let's leave that question. Answer this one. In the last six months, how many Panadol and uh, this thing have you taken? That one, much plenty. But you have the Holy Ghost. And then you're wondering, he's not, your, 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 your husband is sick. He said, uh, the last time we went to general hospital, this time let's go to specific hospital. Because general hospital is no longer working. Let's try the special hospital. Then your child is sick. He say, ah, I think there is this, uh, it's now Turkish hospital. There is Indian one now. Very soon they will bring you a uh, Brazilian hospital. He said, you forget you have the Holy Ghost. Then when you come to church, he say, oh power, oh glory, oh, they're watching you. When is the moment to place a demand on the power? He said, oh medicine. To you. That, that's what we do. And the, the, the Lord would be looking at us because it's written here. It's written here for us. It's written here. It's written here. He, he can't do more than that. Jesus, these things are recorded, for example. He said, I am not sending anybody away. You give them something. I, I, you know, I, I can picture the anger, I can picture the frustration. I can picture the disciples talk to themselves. You know, it was Wallace Schoenker that wrote the book. Our husband has gone mad again. Is he the one that wrote? Our, 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 Jesus has, you know, something has gone. Feed them with five loaves and two fish. That, that's what they, they would have talked among themselves. Then he came in and said, make them sit down. So they said, this one we can do. They say, master said, sit down. You know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Say this one we can do. I mean, they can do that one. He said, the master said, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down in 50. The people didn't know where the problem was now. So they started sitting there. After they sat down, they gathered to Jesus. And Jesus said, took the five loaves from them, looked up to heaven. Father, I thank you. And he blessed it. There's a principle in that which I believe you already know. You know. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. That's what we saw in First Chronicles 29.10. David said, in your hand, all power is. In, 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 the, in the American military, I don't know if the military has it, but, but when, when, when those people go in the, in, the, in the battlefront, there are tablets they can take that will keep them full like they ate food. You know about that? They take those tablets. So, in your hand is power. You can make a particle of this bread, you know, to sustain this man, whatever it is. But anyway, he blessed it and said, heaven, be our source in this situation. And when he got down, he gave to them, say, give them. And the disciples started. And right before them, heaven began to supply. I want to ask you, how big is your God? How big is your God? How big is your God? How big? Can, can your God heal without an, an injection? Can your God provide in this economy? Can your God... Can, what, what can he not do? Oh Lord, my God. What can your God not do? I'm begging you for coming to church today. Please make room for him. Make room for him. Can I take it a step further? Don't live here. You don't have enough space in your life for the Holy Ghost to do all he wants to do. In fact, let me tell you, 
it is easier to get him to function through you for others than through you for you. Let me show something. Galatians 5 6 has a very short you know, word that it puts there. Galatians 5 6. It says, In Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor circumcision avails anything. Okay? That's not what we're looking at. But faith working what? Through love. That's a very short statement that you can ignore. But what's he saying here? He's saying faith as powerful as it is. He said faith works through a medium. Praise the Lord. And he says the medium faith works through is what? Love. So if faith can be blocked where there is no love. And faith is energized what? Where there is love. Now the essence of this is this. The disciples... They didn't love these people enough. So they wanted, they knew, they knew by implication that if they send these people out, most likely they won't find food to eat. So they wanted to release them from that obligation. But our Lord Jesus, the Bible had told us in the earlier verse, had had compassion of the people. And he said, no, you know, I know that they will not find food. So what propelled our Lord Jesus, you know, this is another thing we must understand. That in Christianity, our miracles are not for the cameras. Our miracles are out of love. Be wary anytime they call camera and say, come, we're ready to work miracle. Just leave that out. Leave that out. Because many people who call camera to do that, don't do it where there is no camera. And camera and love don't go together. It doesn't mean that there are sometimes, you know, you won't, something will be happening and your camera will be there. But most times, ah, I want to feed 10 people and you pose. I'm giving poor people food. They take your picture. That's not it. Anyway, so our Lord Jesus had, had compassion. He knew if these people left, they won't find food. The disciples knew if they left, they won't find food. But what can they do? They don't have food. So love, praise the Lord, love for the people was what compelled Jesus. He didn't need it for himself. So he said, make them sit down. Child of God, I want to ask, what has love been compelling you to do? How many people have children in secondary school here? Okay. How many have, okay, sorry, please. Let me even start from nursery school. Nursery school, they now pay up to 400,000 a term. Abby? A term. A term. That's in one year, 1.2 million for nursery school in Takara. Eh? Now, how many people are, are how many parents here? I want you to see. Or even university, you have in university. Now, have, have you wondered how you're able to pay fees? It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Are you getting what? It's a miracle. But, but it's, a, it's a miracle of love. That's why also as husbands, if you're listening to me, or maybe as wives, you, you must not accept a situation where you just look at your wife and she's laboring and you're making excuses. Let love compel you, even if you have to sell firewood. 
Is somebody hearing me? We, we do this. We don't do I was going to do airport taxi. Not because I wanted to do airport taxi. I was going to do airport taxi because I couldn't bear my wife and my son suffer some things. I said I have to earn money with dignity. That's what I was going to do. And God in his mercy didn't allow me to start it. I had got the car but I couldn't start. If I was going to get the car... Then I got a job I had applied for a year before that the man never answered my call after about 10 months. The man called me and said, you resume. He called me on a Friday and I resumed on Monday. I've told this story. And the Monday I resumed, you know what? He said, how much, I care how much you want to be paid. I calculated all my problems, all my wife needed, all I promised her. I calculate all of them and say that's how much I want. And that was how much I was paid. Child of God, if I was busy, at that time my wife was going to Wuse Market, this Wuse Market, to sew through pillows, to make berets, redeem berets, to sell so that we could feed. Is somebody hearing me? I could have sat down in the house waiting for the day that UBA or First Bank or Zenith Bank will give me an offer as a chartered accountant and then I will take care of my wife. But love propelled me to say, no, I will not let them do this and I won't contribute my quota. Is somebody listening to me here? Faith works by love. Faith works by love. That, that's why, that's why it, it, you know, they will say, even, even in, in, uh, in the secular cycle, they'll say empower a woman. Because when you empower a woman, the whole, the whole family is taken care of. Why? Because she has love for the children. And to some extent, she has love for that man. Oh yes. The woman won't be empowered and she will leave, leave the man starving. But you know a lot of men are empowered and they stop at uh, mama, mama, mama dad's uh, place. Or they use the whole money. I hope you're not playing all those lotto things. Eh? Bye-bye, Jebu. I hope you're not there. You, see, you, the, you don't have enough. Then the one you're having, you're having faith that you will knock, knock 1,000. And then 200. <laughs> May the Lord deliver you. In the name of Jesus. No, no. Sub, submit that money, that little money. Go to your wife. Two of you pray. Say, Lord... Pastor Ikenna said you multiplied five loaves and two fish. Multiply this 17,000. Somebody hearing me? Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is this. Faith works by love. The reason we are not as big as we are individually in our ministries, in our finances, in our Christianity is little love. Love is like the valve that releases the faith. So you have great faith, but you just want it to happen for you. So you you see people, they gather people. All their prayers are for them and against the others. Even in church. How can you, how do you feel in church you come here? And I say, the one that shouts the biggest hallelujah. Then you, 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 at the end of the the service, you say, may the grace of our Lord, all of you hold hands. But during hallelujah, ha, ha. So that, because the pastor said, the one with the biggest hallelujah. So you want to take the hallelujah of all your neighbors. (laughs) You see, what we have introduced in Christianity is a faith that works with selfishness. And if I would tell you something, people of God, you know, I said here that God simplifies this thing so we can do it. Monchi, love, another thing we learned about love, you know, some time ago. Another thing about love is that if you want to get a short definition of love, love is selflessness. Love 
is not feeling. It's selflessness. And where there is selfishness, there is no love. No matter how the person smiles, no matter how the person laughs, no matter how the person hugs you and holds your hands, the person might just be a nice dog. You know, a nice, you know, dogs like touch and once there is selfishness, there's no love. Love is your interest. So the genuine love of the believer is the, the, the commandment says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all, and your neighbor as yourself. The, the, the way it functions for the believer is the believer loves God with a love that is unending. And then the believer, having received the love from God, also operates in a capacity to love their neighbors, not bothering so much about loving themselves because they have been settled in the love of God. So when the genuine believer prays, not that he doesn't pray for himself, but he has compassion. I read something some, somewhere which is so apt. He said, if you feel pain, he said you are alive. But if you feel other people's pain, he said you're a human being. A lot of people are not human beings. A lot of people, they just, they want their problem solved. <clears throat> their problem solved. Their problem solved. Their problem solved. But they, they don't realize. You're in Nigeria now and... For, for, for every intent and purpose, things are difficult. But now, do, do, you, do you look at the people who earn divided by five what you earn? Do you have compassion for them? As far as you're concerned, they don't exist. You just want to solve your problem. You know, who, who bothers about them? Do you understand? Who bothers about them? You're alive, but you're not a human being. Because what, what makes us human beings is that ball of compassion. And that is what produces faith. Say, Jesus, you read that story. The conclusion of it that Jesus' compassion for them multiplied five loaves and two fish. That's it. So now, you know what? If, should I teach you prosperity now? If you want to become a rich man, how much burdens do you want to solve? Everybody will like that one. Lord, God, you know I want to bypass taking a helicopter. You, you know, I want to build a, a, I want to put the father's church. No, no, no. Let, let's take it a step back. How much are you doing where you are? You know, here we say we don't talk about tithe, but just for mentioning purpose. Of what you have, how much are you giving to the work of God? If we went through your alerts, what percentage of it is to the work of God already? I know all you have is 25,000 a month. What percentage of it is blessing other people? If a percentage of that is not blessing anybody, who, who do you want to treasure for? Treasure Guinea. Eh? Lord, I want to be a treasurer. Treasurer is by multiplication. You're treasurer in thousands. Then you become treasurer in what? Hundreds of thousands. That's the way of praise. Because the Holy Spirit will say, ah, this guy is dangerous. So see the 50,000 I gave him. See how he blessed everybody. Then they say, let's give him more. That's the way they operate. But all that you're getting, you're canning it. And sitting on top of it. And then you're saying, Lord, Lord, you know my heart. Surely he knows your heart. <laughs> he knows your heart. The pastor doesn't know. I don't even want to know. Praise the Lord. He said the heart of man is what? Desperately wicked. He said deceitful above all things. You will dribble me, dribble me tired. So I don't want to know. Why should I bother? I haven't even finished knowing my own. I'm still saying, Lord, help me. Do you understand? But, but the simple thing I am communicating to us today is this. 
The spirit of God has been given to us. And you just don't know the capacity you're carrying. In this country, you don't know the capacity you're carrying. You don't know. You don't know. Say to yourself, I will be the reason nobody will go to bed hungry. What? You see, the, the Bible is so clear. They told us about Job. Have you read Job? Job said nobody, in the, in the time of, of Job, there were no hotels. Okay? And Job said no stranger has slept outside. You know what it meant? They slept in his house. That gives you a bit of the size of his house. He said he did not allow the poor to go naked. Why wouldn't God make him a conglomerate? You, you, you think God can't make you have the type of money that these people have and are going on jolly rides. You know what uh, Jeff Bezos and uh, what's the other man's name? Eh? Richard Branson. You know what I did? It's like those things we used to do when we were in secondary school, when we started driving newly. And we'll get on the road and say, let's see who is going to screech more. They're screeching with, with billions of dollars. The space they're going to, brothers and sisters, if you don't, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, and they spend billions of dollars. But do you blame them? It's their money. Possibly if you had, you may even do worse. Are you getting what I'm saying? But, but there's God, the anointing can transform you, sir. They are not, this, he says, for it is the Lord that what, gives us the power to make what? Wealth. That he might make us a big man. No. He said that he might establish the covenant which he made with our fathers. The gospel has to be preached. Praise the Lord. Oh, the gospel has to be preached. Most of the things we use to preach the gospel are not produced by Christians. So they don't give it to us by faith. The chair you're sitting, look at it very well. That chair was made in America. Do you understand? Money is needed. And God wants to give money. Praise the Lord. Money is needed. God, besides the things there, your brothers also need money. You know what the Lord said to him? He said, do, do you know the, the, the business potential, spiritual business potential of a brother in need? Let me repeat that. Because when I say business potential, some people lost me. If, if, if you, you knew the governor of your state and the brother is your friend, if the brother of the governor in your state is stranded at the airport, okay, in Abuja, he got into Abuja, maybe they stole all he had, and he was able to contact you, will you deny him accommodation? Will you deny him transport, you will go all out to spoil him. You know why? Do you understand? You have expectation. That when he gets back, he will tell his brother, his excellency, brother, hey, if not for, who now? Who wants me to use his name? If not for Tobe, I would have died in Abuja. You do that with expectation. Now, do you know the son or the brother or the sister of the one you're sitting by. Look around you. Look around you. I said look around you. No, look around you. Do you know who it is that is sitting by you? Do you understand? 
do you know it is? That's, that's what this thing is supposed to You reach out of your depth and minister and bless. Let me tell you people, you, when I stand here, you're saying, ah, Pastor Ikenai is anointed. That anointing is for you. It's, to, it's because God wants to minister to you. If I keep this mic now, the thing will stop flowing. The same way, financially, I should give what happens. It flows. In emotionally, I should minister. It flows. It's, it's a simple thing. The Holy Ghost, we have power until you move. Let's rise on our feet. Ah. When I say get up, get up. When I say move, I think he's saying you should move now. Praise the Lord. How are we going to do it so that this is not theory? How many want to move? How many want the anointing? Praise the Lord. You know, I told us, we've passed the stage where people come out and the pastor is displaying by laying hands on the sick and then in some cases, he's pushing people down. But, but we, we should actually make it a rule here and create it open. If you come to church and for some reason you're not feeling well, whisper to your neighbor once he's born again. Eh? Praise the Lord. And he has clean hands. I don't know how you can establish that. Whisper to your neighbor, lay that hand on me. Let this fever go. Is someone hearing what I'm saying? We carry the anointing. Jesus said, you give them something to eat. I'm saying to you now, you solve that problem. You minister to that sister. You bless that brother. You solve that marital issue. You be that example. You help that person get a job. You, you, you. That's what he says. Why? You have the Holy Ghost. You have the Holy Ghost. Don't shut me in. I can do more. I created the heavens and the earth. You saw what happened at creation. The Bible says the whole earth was without form and void. And the Holy Spirit was hovering, waiting. The moment the Lord spoke, he moved. <laughs> hey, I don't know. You're still looking at me. You need, you need to get that thing working. Somebody needs to get that thing working. You can begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Ready to minister, ready to solve a problem. Somebody came to church, but there is a situation in your office. There is a situation in your family that you're going from here to solve. You're going from here to make a decree. You're going from here to issue a statement. You're going from here to bring a reconciliation. You're going from here to bring peace somewhere. You're going from here to humble yourself and be the vessel that the Lord will use. You're taking out of your resources to be a blessing. You're solving a problem beyond your capacity because you carry the Holy Ghost. Somebody came from here and he that told you thought you were so small but you have learned that the Holy Ghost strength is made perfect in your weakness. Will you tap on the power of God and say I will not continue like this. The anointing of the Lord is upon me. I cannot keep going down. I'm going up. Church, are we still ready to go higher? He said I'm not going down. I'm going up. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Gossip will not come from my mouth. I will not speak such words. Some of us, we open our mouth and words come out. And we don't like what we get. Lord, change my tongue. Let it be a blessing always. Let it be life. Let my mouth minister life. Let my appearance bring peace. Lord, transform me. Let my hands heal. Let my imagination glorify you. I carry the Holy Ghost. I'm a man of peace. I'm a man of love. I'm a man of unity. I'm a man of gentleness. 
I'm a woman of beautiful virtue. I'm a woman of charity. I'm a woman of love. I want you to operate in the power that is already given to you. Don't shut it down. Don't shut it down. Don't shut it down. Lord, give me love. I've been angry, but Lord, anger does not work the righteousness of God. Lord, give me love for her. Give me love for him. Give me love for them. Give me love for my neighbor. Give me a burden, Lord, so that the bread will multiply in my hands. Some of us, we've had five loaves for years and it's not multiplying. But today, enough is enough. You're receiving the multiplying anointing. It multiplies in my hands. It multiplied in the hands of the disciples as they aligned and said, I will do that which they said I could not do. With God, all things are possible. I submit to the power and the flow of God's power. Church, I want us to pray. Let us wake up. Let us wake up. Let us wake up. Let our eyes be open. Let our eyes be open. Let our understanding be open. That we may function in the grace, in the provision, in the calling. I have no excuse. Brother, you have no excuse anymore. You say, ah, I cannot do that thing. I cannot do that thing. I'm not able. You know, I'm not that spiritually strong. You don't need to be spiritually strong. You need to be spiritually thirsty. Are you thirsty for the power? Are you thirsty for holiness? Somebody came here, you're in fornication and you're in adultery. The power of God is going to break that desire. You will hate it. You will love it. In the name of Jesus. By reason of the anointing. You will not be the same. The power of God is here to save. Here to deliver. Here to transform. Lord we release your power. I pray for my brothers. Lord you know I love them. And I release your power. Grace unto transformation. Grace unto conversion. Grace unto increase. Lord, look at me. I'm available. I'm available. I'm available. I'm available. I am available. My life is available to you. Make me, Lord, that thing that you want me to be. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. I trust. I take a step. Ah, sota lagarabo. Marco lagarabo. Zonto legere baba. Sota lagarabo. Sheka lagarababa. Eka lagarabo. Zonto zanda. In the name of Jesus Christ. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.